Hello, 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 beautiful Disney nerds. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of Rediscovering Magic, in which we will be talking about Pinocchio. Just a full disclaimer, we're probably going to butch this. Oh yeah, Just we have, know. my notes are only for like a third of the movie, and Megan likes to skip around on her notes. <laughs> Well, I I didn't see the, I, the way, guys, when I was watching the movie, I'm not going to lie to you, it's not one of my top favorites. Now, don't get me wrong, re-watching it at this d- stage in my life, I have a newfound love for it, but it's still not one of my favorites, and I only took notes on things that caught my attention, which, sad <laughs> to say, wasn't a lot. <laughs> so, we might end up skipping Shame. a chunk, and we might end up skipping a few chunks (laughs) so if you are a pinocchio fan we do apologize in advance but we will try and make it up to you when we watch fantasia for next week oh yes we're gonna try to be a lot better (laughs) a lot better at that i am a band and orchestra nerd so i am really 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 going to enjoy talking about that one but anyways right so we're just going to jump right into the stats so pinocchio um the premiere was on february 7th of 1940 but the official release date wasn't until the 23rd um so we have again i suck at pronouncing names the original author of pinocchio was car carlo colotti colotti something like that can't i can't answer that one for you (laughs) she can't correct me like she normally does (laughs) i can't um and then for the movie we have ted sears otto englander webb smith william cottrell joseph sabo um erdman pinner oh boy is it that aurelius yes that one (laughs) Bataglia? 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 Yeah, I can't even attempt the last name. I I got the first name. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I'm glad you did, because I could barely get the next one. (laughs) Um, And then Bill Pete um, were writers for the film. And then directors, um, supervising directors, we have Hamilton Lusk and Ben Sharpstein. But sequence director, sequence directors, good God, I can't talk. We have um, Norman Ferguson, Wilfred Jackson, Jack Kinney, Bill Roberts, and <clears throat> Teehee. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to do that every time this guy pops up. Because <laughs> I just think that is a hilarious name, and I swear he does it on purpose so no one will forget him. Um, so, by, coming from IMDb, opening weekend at the box office only did roughly about $3.7 million. Um, the gross for Canada and the U.S. was $84.2 million, and worldwide was only $121.8 million. That was barely half of what Snow White made. Wow. On opening weekend. So it, it in today's time, you could roughly call it a flop directly after how well Snow White did, which is upsetting because it is a good classical movie. Um IMDb gave it a seven and a half out of ten stars, but Rotten Tomatoes gave it a one hundred percent pro rating and a seventy two percent consumer rating. Wow! So it's interesting with those numbers, just because of the fact that they're complete polar opposites. Well, except for well, the pro rating is it makes it's just way out there, but roughly the consumer ratings for IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are about the same about 75 um so yeah that's about all the stats i have Alrighty, so okay this into the story this lovely movie it opens up with a little cricket named jiminy and he is sitting on a counter with a book and he's telling you a little bit about what's going on and how he got to where he was and he sits well, first First, we get to hear, when you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. The lovely Disney theme, which I think yes. is funny that it came from the second movie they made and not Snow White. Right. 
but but it's still it's still i love it oh, it's yeah. iconic and you, you can't, i love that it's a disney theme you can't beat it you can't beat it but anyways right. so you hear that um playing and then you jump into literally jump into the book with jiminy and jiminy sits there and explains you know kind of how i didn't always used to be this way because he's actually very sharply dressed for a cricket yes um, he's he got is. a little snazzy tail coat and a top hat. You know, he's looking sharp. And then it goes into the book and you literally come upon Jiminy again. But he's down on his luck. I mean, he's he's had some... He's had it rough. He's got yeah, some... Yeah, his clothes are all tattered and he, he he's, a, he's a little rough looking. He got some holes in his shoes, you know. So, but then he, um, it's raining outside and he peeks his, um, he looks into the window of this toy shop and sees that it's warm. So he decides to, you know, crawl under the door and get warm, which again, which, second movie in a row. Yeah, I was about to say, those of you keeping track, that is the second movie in a row where somebody enters a home without invitation and makes themselves at home. And then you kind of pan over to this old toy maker and he's he's sitting there and he's working on a um a puppet and he has a pet cat named Figaro and a pet goldfish oh, named Figaro's Cleo. So cute. Oh I love Figaro. Kid you not. I should have named my cat Figaro, but I think Bellatrix fits. Geppetto enters and he's finishing up Pinocchio. He's just like adding a few finishing touches on him. And then once he's done, he proclaims that his name is Pinocchio, then asks Figaro and Cleo if they like the name. They don't. Well, they, yeah, they don't. And Geppetto's like, well, too bad, because I like it. So then, you know, he starts dancing with Pinocchio, playing with him, and... Um... Uh, he's using Pinocchio to be all sweet with Cleo, but kind of a menace towards Figaro. Like, it makes Pinocchio kick him and scare him. Mm -hmm. And it's all good fun, but then, like, Figaro tries to beat up on Pinocchio and Geppetto just says that he's jealous. (laughs) And then all of the cuckoo clocks go off and he pulls out his pocket watch to see what time it is. I wonder what time it is. Gee, I have no idea. None at all. Oh, gee. Geppetto has to say goodnight to Cleo. First calls Cleo his little water baby. And then, after he makes Figaro say goodnight to the fish, (laughs) he calls her his little mermaid. But then you go over and Figaro has his own cute little bed. And it's literally a human bed shrunken. Like, it's the size of a doll bed almost. And then, he has the same bedding as Geppetto, it's, it's and adorable. like the style of the bed is the same as Geppetto's bed, and it's so cute. So, so cute. So then they're getting comfortable, and Figaro's about to doze off, and then Geppetto's like... Yeah, he just wants to sleep. <laughs> Geppetto just keeps just keeps talking about Pinocchio while he's smoking his pipe, and Figaro just wants to sleep, and then he starts complaining that the window isn't open. <laughs> Even though the window is right next to him, he makes Figaro go and open it. And then he just curls up in the bed with Geppetto after he opens the window. Yeah. Right. He just decides to stay there. Right. And then they he gets so close to drifting off, and then Geppetto scares the snot out of him and is like, The wishing star! I have to make a wish! And so he gets down and he prays and wishes for Pinocchio to become a real boy. And then finally, he goes to sleep. Yes. <laughs> so... After all that! And then the blue fairy just comes in through the window with this bright, bright light. And then she appears and turns Pinocchio into a semi-real boy. Partially. He's he's alive, but he's not a real boy yet. Right. Um, and she said that she did this because Geppetto brings so much happiness to other people that she felt like it was worth it for him to be able to have this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she explains to Pinocchio that he is alive, but he's not a real boy yet, and that in order to become a real boy, he has to be brave, truthful, and unselfish. So, and then Jiminy comes over there, and he starts talking to the Blue Fairy, um, basically, you know, putting in his own two cents. 
Yeah, he explains to Pinocchio what a conscience is. Right. And then she asks him if he wants to be Pinocchio's conscience. And so then he feels all flattered and he turns, he's blushing and he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Because he's just mesmerized Mm -hmm. by her beauty. And then the blue fairy, you know, goes away and then Pinocchio and Jiminy are kind of, you know, they're talking, they're getting to know each other. And Jiminy's still trying to basically explain, you know, what right and wrong is, which yes, it's, ends it's, up involving a song. Right. They basically break out into song and they start singing and dancing and then they trip nice and crash song. into something. <laughs> yeah. Geppetto is sleeping throughout this whole thing until Pinocchio crashes into stuff. And then wakes the whole house up. And <laughs> Everybody's Geppetto. awake. Geppetto asks who's there. Pinocchio goes, it's me. And at first, Geppetto's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, no big deal. I'm gonna go back to bed. Wait a minute. No big deal. Who's me? <laughs> who's me? <laughs> and then he... Um, um... So he starts... He starts searching around. He has this candle. Uh, Figaro is staying really close to him. And Pinocchio inadvertently scares both of them. So <laughs> Figaro, like, jumps up into Geppetto's nightshirt. <laughs> Geppetto shoots his gun that he had. And somehow Figaro ends up in Geppetto's hat. <laughs> and then, you know, once... After all that happens, then Geppetto finally sees that it's Pinocchio, and he gets all excited. He's like, "You're well, alive!" Well, well, first, well, first, first, he's like very confused, and he thinks that he's dreaming. So he pours water on himself. Oh, that's right. Goes, goes back to Pinocchio and was like, "Okay, so are you for real? For real?" Yeah. <laughs> and Pinocchio's just like, "You're really silly," and that's when you know the excitement comes. Okay. Um, so one thing I thought was cute is Geppetto's really excited and he puts Pinocchio down in front of Figaro and says, say hello to Figaro. Hello to Figaro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cleo gives everybody kisses. Because she's adorable. Because she's a cutie. They set off all the music boxes because it's dancing time all over again. Oh yeah, because, you know whatever time it is now <laughs> oh right at one point F- pinocchio and figaro start playing with uh, the candle and pinocchio's finger catches fire and this is where the right and wrong <laughs> come into play again so geppetto starts freaking out and he turns you know he puts his hand in water and he's like you can't do oh. that poor Poor Jiminy is, like, trying to follow him around. His hat is filled with water. Like, I have water right here. I have water right here. So, and so this is when um, Geppetto's basically like, all right, okay, it's late. We need to go to bed. Like, this is now too much fun. Right. And so. Uh, so they're all in, they're all in Geppetto's bed. And all of them, uh, Pinocchio, Geppetto, and Figaro, ha- all have little sleep caps. Which is so cute. I know. Um, and Geppetto tells Pinocchio that he has to go to school in the morning. And like a typical kid, Pinocchio just keeps asking, why? Why? But why? And somehow, Geppetto just saying, like, half asleep, just saying, because, ends up working. Which, from if you have a toddler... You know good and well, just saying because doesn't work. <laughs> right, like that doesn't that doesn't work. You have to so give him like a literal he, definition. When, and Pinocchio just goes, Oh, I I was shocked. <laughs> so now we have, you know, woken up, everyone's gone to sleep, and we wake up the next morning, and the scene opens up with Geppetto, Figaro, and Pinocchio coming out of the house. And they're all excited for the new day, and Geppetto is getting Pinocchio ready for school. He's giving him an apple for his teacher, he's putting his little vest on, giving him his books, and says, now you need to go to school to go learn, and then you come okay. home when can you're Can I done. talk about Figaro? That's it. Yes, you can talk about Figaro. Figaro's so cute. Figaro's so cute. So, while <laughs> Pinocchio is all excited watching the kids 
Figaro is right next to him, like mimicking his every movement, and it is so stinking cute. Like, Figaro even tries to go with Pinocchio to school. It is adorable. It is very adorable. So, and then, um, you know, he basically, you know, Geppetto's like, all right, give me a quick spin. I need to make sure you look good. And then he's like, all right, go off to school. You're going to be late. Well, by the time Pinocchio starts heading off to school, all of the other kids have already yeah. left. They're gone. They're at school. So he's just kind of going. He doesn't oh, no, know where exactly. he's going. He's just <laughs> Well, I don't think no. he knows where he's going. For all we know, Geppetto could have sat there and right. told him how to get there. But the information the information way, that we is... have is that all of the kids are at school by this point and Pinocchio is just on his way there by himself. Right. And on his way there, he ends up um getting stopped by um two con so, artists, I think that's fox what I want to call them. And a cat. So a fox named Honest John. And then a cat named Gideon. He had, um, Honest John keeps yes. calling him Giddy, which for the longest time oh, yeah, I same. thought was Kitty. And then once we were but... like looking up stuff about this movie, I, I found out that his name is Gideon. Right. Oh, they see this poster. So... They see this poster and for he... Stromboli, the puppeteer that is in town. And he says it with such ex- exclamation that I literally put in my notes Stromboli in all capital letters. Stromboli! <laughs> Look! Stromboli! I'm of an Italian pasta dish. <laughs> I think of an Italian pasta dish when I hear it's... that name. <laughs> it's like, I'll take Actually, the kind of like a calzone. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds yummy. Anyways. <laughs> so, not a pasta so, dish. And then he's in... <laughs> so, not a pasta dish, but it is Italian food. <laughs> Um, oh. So, um, Honest John sees, sees the, poster the poster and then asks Gideon if he remembers the time that he tied strings to that he, Honest John, tied strings to him, Gideon, and passed him off as a puppet for Stromboli. And Stromboli got very. very I mean, I upset. don't blame him. <laughs> I don't either. So, and then in the process of them like reminiscing on this. Pinocchio ends up like skipping by them and it catches Jonas. Jonas. Oh, Jonas. Good God, I can't talk. Honest John's eye. <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh, it's a puppet without what strings. What is going on? Gideon, this is perfect. Perfect. We can give him to Stromboli. Pay up. You know, we'll make big oo bucks off of it. And so they end up going over and start talking to Pinocchio. And Pinocchio, again, not no. knowing any better, he sits there and he has a conversation with them. And, you know, they sound, you know, like great people because he's um, Honest John is he, sitting there, you know, like, yeah, he's, hey, where are you he's going? He's being well, all friendly and whatnot. Um, so he's being friendly and, to Pinocchio, like, and then telling him about being an actor. Honest John is basically sitting there convincing him, you know, why are you going to school? You could become an actor. You won't need to go to school because you'll make all and this you'll money be, be, be by famous. being famous. And so Pinocchio's like, you know, that sounds like a great idea because then I can like help my father and all this other stuff. So it sounds like a good idea to him. And by this point, you pan over to Jiminy rushing because out he of the overslept house, on his and clothes. he's late. <laughs> On his on the first, first day, day of being a conscience. He's like, my first day is a conscience and I'm running like Nice. <laughs> or something nice along job. those lines. Right. But I kid you not, that is like my worst fear. That your conscience is running like? It has been my worst fear. <laughs> no. <laughs> that... <laughs> Yes, I do worry about that, too, because sometimes I wonder if I even have one. Um, but no, like, uh, my worst fear is that I will have a brand new job, and I'm trying to sh- impress my employers, and I'm running late yeah, on my first day. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Like, there has been numerous times for my first day on a job where I will not sleep the night before to make sure <laughs> that I am up, dressed, showered, and ready <laughs> to leave and go to work <laughs> it's just been my legitimate right. fear and it's yeah well right. while he's running Anyways. late he ends up seeing Pinocchio Honest John and Gideon uh, kind of coming up and they're skipping along singing a song and 
and at first Jiminy thinks that it's a parade so he stands off to the side and starts kind of like marching in place and dancing and then he realized that it was Honest John Pinocchio and Gideon walking you know walking and singing and chanting together uh, you know their little hi an actor's life for me an actor's life for me <laughs> so they're you know singing their cute little tune and they're heading to Stromboli's and then Jiminy's like hold up what the heck is Pinocchio doing he's not supposed to be with these people so then he gets Pinocchio's attention and he's all like you know hey 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 hey, let me talk to you for a second and he pulls him aside and he's like what are you doing he's and then Pinocchio's explaining you know I'm going <laughs> to be an actor Jiminy's like okay this is this right and wrong thing that we were talking about this is the wrong thing to do because you need to go to school you need to get an education and so you can live your life and then Pinocchio's sitting there and he's agreeing with them and he's you know he's feeling confident so Jiminy's like so go over there and you tell those people you know thank you for the offer but I'm gonna go to school and do what I'm supposed to do and Pinocchio's like yeah that's what I'm gonna do and then he goes over to Honest John and Gideon, and he's like, bye, Jiminy! And he starts skipping back off just, to going and becoming an actor. Just continuing on. Just continuing chucking along. And so then Jiminy tries to, you know, go and catch up with him. But the thing is, is Jiminy's a cricket. They're right. life-size small. things. He can't go that fast. <laughs> so by the time Jiminy's able to catch up with them, they've already been at Stromboli's for a while. And it's, um, would you say it's like dusk by this point? I mean, it's sunset, you know, it's getting a little later in the evening. And you come across Stromboli's tent. Now Stromboli is a traveling gypsy and he's in town for a show. And then by the time Jiminy gets in the tent, he hops up to where he can see the stage and Stromboli is sitting there and he's introducing his famous new act, a puppet without strings. And then the curtain opens Hello. up and you have Pinocchio. I've got no strings to hold me. Just stumbling and then falling face down with his nose going in the hole of the trap door on the bottom of the steps. <laughs> yes. Which, again, does not make Stromboli very happy. But then he ends up, no. you know, recovering and making everybody laugh and everyone have a great time. And by the end of it, everyone, you know, is throwing flowers and money and encore and they're cheering. And Stromboli is, you know, like, oh, my gosh, this kid's going to make me a fortune. And then Jiminy's looking at it from the background. He's like, wow, they really like him. I guess he doesn't need me. Well, best of luck and so then he just kind of gets all sad about it and sulks off and starts walking back not really knowing where he's gonna go he doesn't know if he's gonna no. go back to Geppetto's or find somewhere else to stay but he basically thinks that he has failed at being a conscience yeah. so um and then you pan over um back um after you see Jiminy leave then you see um Geppetto it opens up on Geppetto's house with Cleo and um, Figaro and they have this grand meal set aside and now this goes back to Figaro being one spoiled cat he has a whole fish not a quarter fish not a can of tuna not a few sardines like a whole thing of salmon like yeah. I'm talking yeah, this... like, holy crap, fish. And then the fact that Cleo it's is like so nonchalant. the size of him. <laughs> right. And then the fact that Cleo is so nonchalant about her brother about to eat her species. <laughs> I don't know. She has a big slice of cake. So they're, they have this grand meal set up and Figaro's getting really hungry and he wants to eat. But Geppetto's like, no, you've got to wait for Pinocchio. Well, and then it keeps just getting later and later and Geppetto's starting to get worried and Figaro's getting antsy. So basic, so by this point, um, Geppetto, he puts on his coat and he grabs a lantern and he's like, do not touch your food until I get back. I'm going to go find Pinocchio. And so he leaves and Figaro's upset because he's like, I'm hungry and I don't want to wait for this damn toy. <laughs> now, obviously, he doesn't he say that. <laughs> But, right, obviously. But Cleo, Cleo, he tries to eat and Cleo gives him a look. Yeah. 
So, and then it pans back over um, to Stromboli's, it's basically his trailer. And so Pinocchio and Stromboli are in the trailer. Stromboli's counting money. And Pinocchio's, you know, he's again, he's being a kid. He's all excited about the, you know, all of the... um. Oh, adrenaline there it is that's the word I was looking for he's excited and he's full of adrenaline that you know being on stage gave him and he's just talking about it and they're talking about all these plans that they're going to do where they're going to travel and see the world and so then Pinocchio's yeah that's awesome well I'm going to go home and tell my dad so I'll see you tomorrow well Stromboli doesn't <laughs> like that <laughs> he's no. like oh where the hell do you think you're going kid you're mine picks him up by the scruff of his neck, throws him in a birdcage, and locks it. And so he's sitting here, and Pinocchio's like, what are you doing? I thought I could go home. And he's like, no, you go home. I don't make money. So you're mine. You're coming with me. And there's nothing you can do about it because you try to escape. Right. I'm going to turn you into firewood. Right. So he leaves the trailer, slams the door. Pinocchio is now scared and crying and he's wishing he listened to Jiminy and he's screaming for Jiminy's name because we forgot to mention this earlier in the movie but uh, earlier um, during the movie Jiminy or the Blue Fairy now Ange please correct me if I'm wrong one of okay. them basically said if you holler for Jiminy's name he will come I can't remember who I said think that, that part of Jiminy's song I'm pretty sure that's what it was as well but he's basically said you know call me come hell or high water I will come and I will help you. Well, so now Pinocchio's in this situation and he doesn't know what to do. So he's calling for Jiminy and he's screaming and no one's coming. No one can hear him. And so he's locked in this cage and he's scared and he's alone and he just, he curls up in a ball and he starts to cry. And you really feel for him. So it pans over to Jiminy and you see Jiminy just kind of sulking along in the rain and he, um, he sees the caravan start to leave town and he's all like, well... You know, I wish I could have said bye to him and wished him luck. And he's like, you know what? I can. So he's able to catch on to the end of the trailer real quick, crawls under the crack of the door. And he sits there and he's like, um, you know, hey, Pinocchio, it's me, Jiminy. I just want to wish you good luck. And, you know, I'm glad things worked out for you. And then by the time Pinocchio hears him, Jiminy realizes that it's not what he thought it was. And he's like, what the hell happened? And... Pinocchio's like basically he's over exaggerating like any kid would <laughs> right so he says what happened but with extreme exaggeration and that he was going to turn I mean, him into firewood he's scared he's a kid it's understandable so Jiminy's right. sitting there like okay turning you into firewood that's not acceptable so let's try and get you out of here so he crawls inside of the lock to try and pick it and a few seconds later, all you hear is a toing, and he gets shot out of it like a rocket, and he's not able to pick the lock, and he's like, I'm not familiar with this model. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, they, ba they basically gave up, you know, they've kind of thrown in the towel, and they're like, I'm sorry, Pinocchio, I don't know what else to do. And um, by this point, you now pan out from the trailer, and you see the trailer you see um, you pan out from the trailer but you come on to Geppetto and he's again walking in the rain with the lantern and he's calling for Pinocchio and right as soon as the trailer passes Geppetto and he hollers for Pinocchio talk about irony uh. ladies and gents a clap of thunder hits right when all three line up at the exact perfect moment so Pinocchio nope. and Jiminy cannot hear Geppetto or call back out to him where they are which again it makes sense because if Geppetto found them right then and there there wouldn't be a movie nope so, so you know, Pinocchio and Geppetto are still on the trailer. Jiminy is, um, sorry, wrong one. Pinocchio and Jiminy are still on the trailer, and oh, Geppetto right. is still looking for Pinocchio. So then you pan back into the trailer, and they're sitting there. They're still kind of trying to figure out what to do, but they're really stumped. They can't pick the lock. It's late at night. There's nothing to do. Well, then miracles happen and the blue fairy appears again and the blue fairy sits there and was like well Pinocchio what happened why are you here weren't you supposed to be at school well 
Um, he <laughs> learned what lying was that day, ladies and gents. Yep. And he started telling lies, and his nose just kept growing and growing and growing. Grew, grew so much. He lied so much that his nose grew uh, leaves and a nest with some baby birds and the uh, basically the branch that is now his nose went through all of the seasons losing his leaves losing his leaves and then it even I, I can't remember if it got snow on it or the leaves just fell off but I, the leaves fell off and then blossoms bloomed again like in the springtime so yeah and then the blue fairy was like, now, Pinocchio, you know lying is wrong. So what really happened? And so, and then eventually he did tell her what happened. And he, she's like, okay, I'll give you one more chance to do it right. To be brave, honest, and unselfish. But this is the only time I'm going to help you again. And he said, okay, I promise I will be a good boy. And so then she puts his nose back to normal, gets them out of the cage and out of um, Stromboli's trailer and lets them go back to Geppetto. Well, by the time, um, when they start running back to um, Geppetto's house, it then pans over to a pub that has Honest John and Gideon in it. And they yep. they come up on, they're talking with this um, heavy set man, Gideon and, well, mainly Honest John, because Gideon doesn't really talk. He's not, no he's not completely mute, but he, he's kind of like Dopey. He, he makes all the emotions and a little sound effects here and there, but he doesn't have any actual lines or um, dialogue. No. So yeah, um, much Honest, much like Dopey. Much like Dopey. Um, so Honest John's sitting here and is it like he's frustrated. He's like that daggum puppet. You know, we gave him to Stromboli and then he ran away. You know, and he's all upset about it and whatnot. And he's trying to figure out a way to make another buck and whatnot. And then this guy who's very creepy i might add oh, says God, so creepy says the most you know unsketchy thing ever i'm looking for stubborn little boys because <sighs> that doesn't draw up a few red flags no definitely not no because i'm gonna give every stubborn little boy to this man Oh yes. my gosh. So immediately, as Get soon as this guy. All of them. All of them. All the kids. So after this man makes this um makes this comment on what he's looking for, Honest John's like, oh my gosh, I can get you stubborn little boys. Just let me know what you're gonna do with them. And so then he sits there and um he, you know, basically tells him his plan, how he's gonna take him to um pleasure island and then they're all freaking out like what pleasure island you what the hell are you doing there and you know because that pleasure island is like this horrible place um out where they live and he's like well when i take them there they don't come back and so basically this is their diabolical plan they're going to get all these stubborn little boys and pay them off that way and so then when um the next day um so well, actually, it wasn't even the next day. By this point, um, well, yeah. Should be the next day. It should be the next day. So they were running all night, and they ended up, they're still running halfway through, the, like, a good way through the morning. Um, and they end up running into Honest John and Gideon again. And um, Honest John, again, it somehow convinces poor gullible Pinocchio into you know hey i've got a ticket for you to go to paradise island and on paradise island you can do anything and everything you want and you won't get in trouble and you can have all this fun and it's the greatest place on earth it's a one-way ticket they're far and few in between he gives him an ace of spades guys <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was an ace of spades anyways so he um, gives him a playing card i think so there um, i do have a trivia i do have a trivia thing on the card Ooh, I'm like 90% positive it's an ace of spades. So um, he gives him the playing card yes. and Pinocchio, again, by this point, again, he's not listening to Jiminy because Jiminy's all like, bad idea, bad idea. We need to go home. We need to go see your father so we can, you know, because he's worried sick about you. I can guarantee this. So he sits here and he, again, he falls for it again. And they end up, you know, getting him 
to the carriage with all these other kids on it. And um, this is where he meets, um, is it Johnny? Lampwick. That's it. Why do I keep wanting to calling him Johnny? I don't and, know. I don't. That's like the second time I've done that. So he meets this kid, Lampwick, on the carriage. And he's tr- basically, he kind of, well, Pinocchio thinks he made friends with him. But Lampwick's just kind of hanging out with him. Because he's a tough kid. He doesn't make friends. He's all butch and grr. And I smoke and I drink. And I'm only like 10 years old. Yada, yada, yada. But that's how all these boys are. They right. are literally the rebellious, pushing that line, not giving a rat's bahooky about what they do because they don't care. Um, and so they're traveling to Paradise Island and, um, or Parrot, yeah, Paradise. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, pleasure. That's it. Um, Pleasure Island. And by the time they get there, they let them all off of the boat, and um, you open up to this place where you have a you have a you have a bunch of pubs, you have a machine spitting out cigars, you have a rumble tent where you literally can just go in there and fight just anybody and everybody. They have yeah. a pool hall. I mean. Oh my gosh! Anything and everything. All the food <laughs> the and pool, candy you the, can eat. The pool hall. The building is shaped like a um, an eight like ball. an eight ball. Yeah, I always remembered that part just because it was shaped like an eight ball. Yeah. Um, and so by this point, Jiminy. Um, so the way that Jiminy caught up with Pinocchio is he was able to catch the carriage and he hung on to the underneath part of it. So he's also on um, Par- um Pleasure Island as well, but there he's not with Pinocchio. So he's spending this whole time trying to find Pinocchio and all this ruckus. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio is just kind of hanging out with Lampwick. He's um going with him to the rumble tent and then he's drinking with him and he's smoking with him and all this other stuff. And, um, then it kind of pans over to um, Jiminy looking again, but something's a little different. It's quiet, and I'm talking dead quiet. Oh yeah, it's real quiet. Not a sound. I mean, you could hear a pin drop, and Jiminy's like, okay, what the hell just happened? Like, you know, it's like kids slowly but surely started to dwindle off and disappear before we knew it, there was none left and so Jiminy's you know he's hollering for Pinocchio and he's looking everywhere and then finally he hears something that's coming from this eight ball and when he goes in there Lampwick and Pinocchio are the only two left so Lampwick's shooting some pools smoking a cigar and Pinocchio's got a cigar too because he's sitting there and he's trying to play cool because he really wants to make friends with this guy but then um you know things they're starting to sit there and they're talking and whatever and then it pans over to the creepy guy again and the creep i think jiminy is jiminy has come upon him the creepy guy and before he goes to the eight ball yeah and he is um uh he has a bunch of donkeys just random donkeys and some of these donkeys still have clothes on yeah these donkeys some of these donkeys have clothes and then um he like asks the donkeys questions and some of them talk and you kind of discover you kind of it's kind of weird um you have these donkeys some of them are enclosed some of them are talking um saying that they want their mama Mm -hmm. Um. then you get um then you go back to back to the pool the billiard hall and um like they're still hanging out uh pinocchio looks sick from having the alcohol and the cigars and suddenly lampwick starts um growing starts ears, ears and a tail <laughs> and so then by this point jiminy is now in the billiard hall and he finds pinocchio and he's like pinocchio where the hell have you been what's going on like we need to get out of here well by this point um lampwick is almost fully changed into a donkey and he is freaking out he's like dude don't let me he's like you know help me man you gotta help me he's picking him up by the scruff of the neck and then his hands turn into hooves and then he just starts hee-haw and it's like he can't talk anymore he's full-fledged jackass 
literally he's 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 a he's a jackass and he's still freaking out and so and then by this point jiminy's like you know all the kids are gone there's a whole heap of donkeys they're loading up by the cart full we have to get out of here he's like well there's no way out the only way out was through the way that we came in and it's locked and so then jiminy's like i think i have another way he's like we're gonna have to swim so they sit here and they run to the edge of the island and they just jump and they go, you know, all the, they go straight into the water and they swim for shore. And eventually they get washed up on back onto the mainland. But in between all of this, Pinocchio has now grown ears and a tail. Yes. And so and that's what also caused them to um, Jiminy and him to really freak out because he's like, I don't want to I don't really I'm just like, I don't want to turn into a donkey. I want to go home with my father. I'm sorry. I'm trying to behave like it's just really hard. You know, like any kid would do when they get in trouble. They're like, I'm sorry. I just I don't want to do wrong things, but I don't know what's right and wrong, which again is normal. So they're washed up on land and now they're running. I'm talking full speed running home. They're like, we are not stopping. We are getting there and we are going to fix this. Well, by the time they come up on Geppetto's house, it's locked and empty. Yeah, it's there's like no lights inside. Cleo's not there. Frigoro's not there. Geppetto's not there. Nobody. And and the thing is, and it looks like nobody's been there for a while. So then next thing you know, so they're sitting on the front porch and they're trying to figure out, you know, what the hell happened? What do we do? Well, then this note appears. It doesn't fall. It's not dropped by a bird. It just appears. And our theory is, is obviously the blue fairy had to have left it there or had it appear there just to give them a little nudge in the right direction. And the note stated, um, I can't remember verbatim what it said, which again, I know we're horrible note takers. We will get better. (laughs) But it basically in um, synopsis said, your father has left to go look for you and has been swallowed up by a whale named Monstro. Now, Monstro, in best description, is a black version of Moby Dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sperm whale. He is a massive, massive whale and apparently is the most feared in all the ocean. Well, Pinocchio's like, well, I have to go save him. If he's been swallowed up by a whale, I need to go get him. And the thing is, the note also stated that he was still alive. So he's like, I definitely have to go save him. Well, Jiminy's like, I don't know how we're going to do that. Like, this isn't possible. You know, he's a, he, the ocean is huge. But Pinocchio's determined. He's like, I have to do this. And so then he runs to the, um, he runs to a cliff that leads out over the ocean. He picks up a boulder, ties his tail to it. <laughs> And then next thing you know, <laughs> Jiminy grabs on, gets on top of the rock, the boulder with his tail, hooks his umbrella to the knot and is like, all right, kid, I'm with you. Let's go. So they jump in to the water, sink all the way to the bottom. And I mean, and it makes sense why Pinocchio can talk underwater. He's a wooden puppet. Right. Disney right, logic. He's- makes sense but the fact that um (laughs) the fact that jiminy holds his breath going in but as soon as he's down there he can talk and doesn't need air (laughs) now that is disney logic exactly so they're down there and jiminy unhooks from Pinocchio's boulder but now he's starting to float so now he's sitting here trying to find a rock for himself and he puts one he puts a little well mind you it's not really a rock it's like a pebble because Jiminy's a cricket so he puts a pebble in his top hat well then he's top heavy and ends up falling upside down so then he slips it into his pants and it looks Mm -hmm. like he took a huge dump It's so Jiminy funny. Jiminy needs to be changed. <laughs> he he needs to be something. So he's sitting here and he's like waddling around with this pebble in his pants. And then um, every fish that they come up to, they're like, hi, I'm looking for my father. 
he is in a whale named Monstro. And as soon as they say the word Monstro, every fish and sea creature freaks out and swims away. No oh, yeah, answer, no comment. They just get the hell out of Dodge. Clearly, this guy's bad news. Bad news bears. So, bad news bears. So, then it pans over to a two monstro and monstro is sleeping on the ocean floor we don't know how far away he is but we just see this whale sleeping on the floor and you go inside his mouth and there is a boat and on the boat you see a very sad geppetto and a very sad figaro fishing off of this boat in the belly of monstro and Geppetto's pretty much down on his luck. He's like, I hope Pinocchio's okay. And if Monster doesn't eat soon, we're almost out of fish. We're not going to, this might be it for us. He's basically just given up all hope. He's thinking he's going to die in the belly of this whale because they he hasn't eaten. So there's no fish for their, for them to fish from. Again, Disney logic, ladies and gents. We're um, fishing inside of a giant fish. Yeah. <laughs> and um and then you know, they've tried escaping and there's no way for them to get out. And so he's just he's he's given up all hope. And then by this point it pans back over to um Pinocchio and Jiminy and Pinocchio's not giving up. He is still strutting on with this rock boulder tied to his tail and he he's he's not giving up he is one stubborn cookie i mean one stubborn cookie right i mean i wouldn't give up either so he's there and then eventually this whole school and swarm of fish is coming around and you then see this massive whale swimming after them. So Jiminy and Pinocchio lose their boulders and are trying to swim away from this massive fish. So they're trying to swim away and they do again end up getting sucked in with the school of fish. And so then you pan back into the stomach of um, Monstro and Geppetto is sitting here having a heyday fishing <laughs> look at he all these just, fish he's sitting there he's throwing it out and pulling it in throwing it out pulling it in throwing it out hey look pinocchio <laughs> throwing <laughs> it out pulling it in and so and i mean he's just one right after the other and he does end up hooking pinocchio in the process of all this and um he sat there and he was all like Pinocchio was like father it's me I found you and he's like Pinocchio hang on I'm trying to get fish and he's like <laughs> another another one of those moments <laughs> another one of those moments so then he realizes Pinocchio's there and he's excited to see him but then he's like what the hell are you doing here kid you're not supposed to be in here this is not safe for you typical you know parenting and then Pinocchio sits there and he's like I'm coming to save you we have to get out of here and then this is when Geppetto sits there and says there's no way out I even made a raft to try and get us out we can't get out because every time he opens his mouth there's too much coming in for us to get out so again he's like all right Pinocchio but you're here with me we have plenty of fish come inside we'll get you dried off I'll cook us up something to eat and basically he's like my family's with me I will live in the belly of a whale for the rest of my days right and so and then Pinocchio's like no I will not take that that is not a good enough answer for me no no I mean and I don't so blame then, him like who wants to actually uh, live in the belly of a whale uh, it would get rather fishy after a while if you ask me. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I know, I'm punny. <laughs> Anyways, um so then Pinocchio, you know, he's like, No, father, we have to we gotta figure out another way to get out of this and within a split second, I kid you not, guys, I don't think it took him more than five to ten seconds to sit here and think, we need to make him sneeze. Yeah, And so then Pinocchio starts gathering up all of this random wood and starts a fire, breaking chairs, parts of the boat, anything and everything. He's like, we need to get on the raft and start a fire yeah. on any, this boat. Any, any wood that he can get a hold of. Just make this right. big bonfire. 
big massive bonfire in the belly of this fish and he's like because when he sneezes yes he's gonna inhale but eventually he's gonna have to blow out which means we will go out when he does it so they're starting this fire and now they're on the raft and they're just waiting and then you pan out to the outside of monstrum smoke starts coming out of his blowhole and then you start to see it bellow out of like the corners of his mouth and then you see him starting to wake up and he's starting to get that little that curled lip that we all get when we're fixing to sneeze we make that funky face before we let it rip and then basically he sneezes once and they get you know water comes in and then they get shot out well then when he inhales to sneeze again they get sucked back in and sneezed back out (laughs) now they are above water when they are actually shot out of monstro and they are paddling to their little heart's content i'm talking they are putting in some elbow grease trying to get away from monstro because monstro has noticed what's happened and he is pissed i'm talking P-O'd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, would not want to be in the water right there. <laughs> so they're swimming and they're paddling and they're trying to get to shore and get away from Monstro. And Monstro's just heading full speed behind him. And eventually he jumps out of the water and lands and is heading for the raft. So then Geppetto grabs Pinocchio and jumps into the ocean. And yet, I have no idea where Cleo and Figaro have gone at this point. They I were have on no the raft. They were on the raft inside his stomach, but as soon as he started sneezing, they just went poof. Right, and they're they're you know back on shore. They're back with the family. Right, Geppetto's hanging on to a piece of debris knocked out like he's unconscious but Pinocchio's still alive and he's trying to get Geppetto to shore while Monstro's still coming at him full speed coming at him so then Pinocchio's swimming and swimming and swimming and he's with Geppetto he's trying to pull Geppetto out of the way Pinocchio Geppetto Figaro and Cleo somehow still in her fishbowl yeah wash up on shore again Disney logic Disney logic. <laughs> Just because I'm thinking Figaro, uh, not Figaro, Cleo, a fish would have just like you know swam out of the into the water. But you know, hey, she loves her family. She didn't want to leave. So Figaro, Cleo, and Geppetto are on the shore, and Geppetto wakes up and is like, "Oh my gosh, where's Pinocchio?" And it pans over, and Pinocchio is now face down in a shallow pool of water still with his donkey ears and donkey tail yeah, surrounded so the, the... by debris right so he is knocked out Geppetto thinks he's dead so then it just kind of fades out and when it fades back in you have um, Pinocchio laying on the bed um, and then Geppetto Cleo and Figaro are you know sitting there sobbing Um Figaro and Geppetto beside his bed and everyone's just all upset thinking, you know, he's gone. He's he's dead. I mean, um, like he he really he is um basically um and mind you Jiminy was hanging on to it was with them during all this hanging on to Pinocchio um and he was trying to help him out figure out all this stuff. So Jiminy is also in the background. He's like I failed again. I've, you know, this kid's dead because of me. I wasn't a good enough conscience. And then um Geppetto's mourning and then in the process of him crying and mourning, the blue fairy um she doesn't fully appear, but you hear her voice talking to Pinocchio that you were brave, truthful, and unselfish. And so she grants him and turns him into a real boy. The the donkey ears and tail disappear, and he turns into human a human boy, and he is alive. And so then he sits up, and he wakes up, and he's, you know, he kind of looks over. Father, why are you crying? Pinocchio, you're dead. Go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're dead, Pinocchio. (laughs) Because you're dead. And then he's like, no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a real boy. I'm father. I'm a real boy. I'm alive. 
of a, and he's all excited and Geppetto's like, no, you're not. Lay down. Like, go go back to sleep. (laughs) And then he sits there and he touches him and then Geppetto looks up and is like, oh my gosh, you are a real boy. And then again with the excitement and the dancing and the singing and all of the music boxes and the clocks going off. And so, and then, um, you see Jiminy just admiring it from the background and he is again he's excited and he's happy Pinocchio's alive again and then you hear the blue fairy's voice again you know you did your job you are now a certified conscience and she gave him his little gold badge that he wanted a little medal a little golden medal and he's all blushing and happy again he's like well that's swell that's what I remember from that part and so, and then it kind of, you know, it just pans out away from the cottage and, you know, they're happy and dancing a jig and they live happily ever after. The, the end. end. It's a great movie. It's a timeless classic. Not one of my top favorites, but I definitely have more love and respect for it now as I'm older than I did as a kid. Um, your thoughts? Um, same, really. Like, when I was a kid, I wasn't that big a fan of Pinocchio, and now that I'm older, it, you know, it's still not in my top favorite, but I, 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 st- I actually really enjoyed watching it. I kind of loved it. I have a lot more of appreciation for it, especially for its time. But still a timeless classic for episode two. Hey, it's Ange. I just wanted to let you know that... If you have any opinions on the next movie we're going to discuss, you should send us a voice memo. We would love to hear them. Our email is readthismagicpod at gmail.com. And if you do, you could be featured on our next episode. So, do you have any fun facts and trivia for us? I sure do. So, Figaro, our adorable little kitten, was Walt Disney's favorite character and he pushed for the kitten to appear in the film as much as possible and then after afterwards he ended up switching Minnie Mouse's Cocker Spaniel for Figaro right my entire life that I remember Minnie had always had Figaro right I've only known her I've only known her to have Figaro as a pet like I didn't know there was another there was another critter exactly because every time that i thought of minnie and mickey mickey had pluto and minnie had figaro there was never two dogs in the process right evelyn venable venable i don't know uh who was the physical model and the voice of the blue fairy was also the model for the original columbia studios logo Oh, well, there you go. So if you're like paying attention in that opening scene with Jiminy sitting with the book and starting to tell the story and stuff, you'll notice uh, kind of in the background, there's a couple other books. One of them is Peter Pan and the other is Alice in Wonderland, which, you know, will soon become movies as well. Seriously? Yeah. See, now I'm going to have to go and put the movie back in when we're done watching this just to look for that. Right, 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 right. Like, I found this fact, and then, like, this last time that I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, there they are. <laughs> that's that's cool. I They're love right it when there. there's hidden Easter eggs. I oh, yes. love hidden Easter eggs. That card that Honest John gives Pinocchio was an Ace of Spades, and what, what? in popular myth and folklore, the Ace of Spades is referred to as the death card. So that makes sense, then. Yes makes sense why they used it yeah because can't you technically if you don't have a tarot deck you can use a regular deck of cards as tarot cards yes there you go honest john actually has a full name that is never mentioned in the film but is given in promotional material and his full or quote real name is J. Worthington Fowlfellow. <laughs> Alrighty then. 
Now I know why he goes by Honest John. <laughs> right. That, that's a mouthful. Uh, when Disney was picking up his honorary Oscar statuettes for Snow White, he told the Academy Award audience about Pinocchio, uh, which was still in production at the time, and held their attention for a full 25 minutes. Wow. I really wish I could have met that man. Right. Like... Oof. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes I do. Yeah, sometimes I do, and then other times I'm like, mm, Yeah. The August 1993 issue of Playboy cited 43 instances of violence and other unfavorable behavior in the film. 43? Yes. It includes 23 instances of battery, 9 acts of property damage, 3 slain uses of the word jackass, 3 acts of violence involving animals, 2 shots of male nudity, and one instance of implied death. Okay. Male nudity? Yeah, I'm a little lost on the male nudity. Um, so, Walt Disney wasn't happy with the progress on the film, and he halted it halfway through production to rethink the story and redesign the characters. Wow. I feel like that was probably when they were trying to keep it a bit closer to the book, and he thought that, like... Um, Jiminy wasn't really part of the story, and he thought that Pinocchio was too much of a jerk. Okay, gotcha. This movie is one of, if not the only, Disney film to feature multiple main villains. That's right! Yes, the first villains um, are Honest John and Gideon. Right. Then there's Stromboli. Right. Um... This says that the creepy guy is actually just called the coachman. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then the last one was Monstro. Four, well, technically five if you count Honest John and Gideon as two separate people. Right. Five villains. Five villains. Wow. Wow, wow. You want to know about the book? Now this is going to be interesting. Oh, yes. So, oh, boy. First off, I'm going to start with that the original book for Pinocchio was a lot darker. Like, we know that fairy tales are darker, but, like, you don't... Fairy tales are always darker, and when we're talking, like, books to Disney, they're not always darker, but this one really is. Um, Are we talking, like... Grim Brothers Dark or Darker? Well, let me read you some of the titles. Some of the chapter titles. Oh gosh. Why why do I feel scared? So some of these chapter titles include uh Pinocchio's feet are burned off, Pinocchio is hanged, and Pinocchio eats some sugar and tells a lie. Okay, the last one didn't sound too bad, but those other two were a little harsh. Right. Pinocchio hanged, burned Pinocchio his hanged. feet off. Yeah. What the hell? Wait, this was a kid's book? Well, I mean, Disney thought it was the story was unsuitable for children. The original story? I, oh, I could I could agree with that just by hearing those chapter names. I could totally agree with that. Right. Um like he thought that Pinocchio was too cocky and too much of a wise guy and uh much too puppet-like to be sympathetic and wanted him wanted the character to be a more gentle and winsome real boy more childlike innocent right okay so pinocchio in the book is just you know he's a jerk so for example geppetto i guess at one point ends up in jail and when he gives when he gets out of jail He gives Pinocchio pears he was saving for himself, but Pinocchio won't eat them because they aren't peeled. Are you kidding me? And... How rude can you be? Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, he needs a spelling book for school, right? So Geppetto ends up selling his only coat to be able to buy him one. And then in the next chapter, Pinocchio ditches school and sells the spelling book so he can buy a ticket to see a show. Okay. He deserves to be a donkey and, like, sold for whatever reason that the coachman was trying to do it for. Right. 
Um, also, Jiminy isn't really in the book. Um, like, there's a talking cricket, uh-huh. but Pinocchio kills him basically immediately. How rude. And there's no blue fairy. Oh, of course not, because that makes it, you know, too easy. Yeah. Instead of a blue fairy, Pinocchio meets a child with turquoise hair and very pale skin. Um, she says she's dead, waiting for her coffin to come and to carry her away. And this child appears at key moments in Pinocchio's life. Like when assassins catch the puppet and decide to hang him, but since he's a puppet, he can't really die, so he just sort of hangs there for three hours. His eyes were still wide open, his mouth closed, and he was kicking more than ever. Eventually he goes stiff, and the fairy rescues him, getting some doctors to heal him. The doctors are Crow, an owl, and the talking cricket. Huh. Interesting. Now, I also just found this other fun fact that um, I forgot to mention earlier, but apparently this book wasn't even originally published as a book. Oh, no, it, it was, was a bunch of like, it was a bunch of bunch of stories. Well, They're yeah, it was originally published in an Italian magazine in 1881 in two separate parts before it was published as a book in 1883. Yes. But wow. Um, Talk about morbid. So Monstro isn't a giant whale. He's a giant shark. Okay, now that's scarier than a whale. Um, This is a shark that is bigger than a five-story house, and his mouth is so enormous and so deep that a railway train with its smoking engine could easily pass down his throat. So Megalodon. Yeah, basically. When Pinocchio ends up inside the shark, he finds Geppetto uh, hunched over a desk, and apparently he's been there for two years. Alrighty then. And they only escape because the shark has asthma and has to sleep with his mouth open. Okay, they really could have come up with a better way for them to get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's horrible. You're going to sit there and create all of these morbid things, all of these god-awful things, and then give a shark asthma? Yep. So, that's Pinocchio, folks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so there you go. There is the fun facts, the stats, the uh, synopsis with commentary, and again, I don't know if I can apologize enough for how Oh yeah. rough we were. We will. We will. We will be better. We promise. We will. <laughs> um, we will. So we will be back better, hopefully, next week with uh, Season 1, Episode 3, uh, Fantasia. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. So, um, the best way to, you know, tell everyone about us is by word of mouth. So, you know, tell your friends, Wait, tell your neighbors, but... and tell that toy maker <laughs> yes. that lives down the street. <laughs> so, yeah. Have a magical week. And we will see you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye-bye. Rediscovering Magic has been brought to you by Megan Moore and Angelica Monsi. To keep up with all the magical news, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Pod. That's R-E-D-I-S Magic Pod. If you enjoyed listening to our voices, please rate and review us on iTunes. See you guys next Wednesday. Hope you'll have a wonderful week. How dare you? You disturbed my presence. Anyways. So. Who dares disturb my slumber? Exactly. (laughs) And I kid you not, Bernie, I swear if he could talk, that would be exactly what he would have sounded like.